What's going on, everybody? Welcome back once again to the Food for Thought podcast. I'm your host on this. My name is Bugs. So this is, as you've seen, an episode review for Obi-Wan Kenobi series. That dropped on Disney Plus today, um, Friday the 27th of March. Uh, well, well <laughs> May even. Two episodes dropped. First episode was about 52 minutes. And the second episode was about 42 minutes. So, um, noticeable difference, obviously. It was nice to see. It might have even been longer. It might have been 54 minutes, to be honest. Um, but nice to see the length uh, on the first episode, definitely. All, I believe, the whole series is directed by Deborah Chow. And obviously, it was, we have been told, you know, it is uh, based on Obi-Wan time, uh, 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. Um, so, he's kind of hiding, or in hiding, on Tatooine, and there is a bunch of inquisitors that are hunting Jedi, and everyone is at the top of their list. And we've been told that the wolf apparently fight a couple. He will fight Vader a couple of times. Overall thoughts. Okay. Also, just to confirm as well, this is by far my most anticipated, or was my most anticipated, uh, Disney product since their takeover of Star Wars. Um, when they did take over, I thought two things. I thought, I need to see a sequel to Return of the Jedi, or I would like to, and it would be great to have an Obi-Wan series. That happened in between Revenge Episode 3 and 4. So, this has now finally come. Obviously, there were supposed to be a few movies uh, that had rewrites. You know, they cancelled that and moved that onto Disney Plus and did a limited series about it. Apparently, it's one season, but we shall see. They do have, obviously, plenty of time to go through that. So I'll give a quick kind of run through of each episode. Shouldn't take too long on this. Uh, thanks everyone for all the recent downloads and stuff. I have something to plug as well at the end of this. So keep tuned for that. Episode one. Yes, definitely um, wonderful to see Ewan McGregor back in the role. Um, he's probably the standout. You know, his acting is fantastic. His look is great. Uh, voice is still there. Obviously still has the physicality. And when he does use it, doesn't really have it in the first episode. But obviously we see him kind of in hiding, almost working on a um, kind of conveyor belt of, you know, like a butcher's. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a crate dragon. It's something along them lines on Tatooine. But we see him just basically living in the desert, living a lonely life and overseeing Luke. Where, um, you know, obviously we see Joel Edgerton and Uncle Owens um, and their confrontation. That, they were, to be, to be honest, my favourite parts of the episode, the emotional elements of it. Um, talking about emotion, the actual opening of the first episode was pretty fantastic. An actual flashback of Order 66 where we see Youngman's training and uh, we see an Order 66 being enacted. Obviously, there's clone troopers there as well, which is great to see uh, that were not CG, that looked actual live action for a change. And uh, yeah, we saw their master kind of defend them in the Jedi Temple and then we saw kind of obviously all the Jedi in the background being slaughtered as well so again fantastic i did think that we were going to see anakin you know marching through and mowing them down maybe <laughs> killing the young who knows but that might come later because uh, that's been uh, really anticipated for for a long time since of course revenge of the sith and that famous cutaway scene with the mr skywalker uh, but anyway uh yeah strong opening um obviously then we see we get obviously a catching up with Obi-Wan and his life and you know we do get a scene with him and the Jawas which was which is great you know um you know people have issues with a lot of the story 
uh, of the just Star Wars lore being set on Tatooine. I don't mind. I particularly like Tatooine. There is a lot of history there. You know, Skywalkers are embedded in that and that storyline, and a lot of characters are you know gangsters and you know uh, Jabba and things like that. So there is a lot of history there. So I don't, I, I like Tatooine. You know, I don't have an issue there. Uh, and then we see that obviously that banter. And obviously, he has the flashback of you know uh, of the prequel movies with Anakin and. And, you know, as a child and Padme and, and the kids being born as well. So, uh, yeah, that was really interesting. Uh, I did like that. And then, uh, yeah, we, we do get an interesting scene where he buys the... the uh, it's like a shuttle. It looks like a short Tidarium, something along them lines, from the Jawa. Takes it to the Skywalker. Let's call it the Skywalker Ranch. I don't know, Skywalker home. And uh, he leaves the... the and initially, I didn't recognise the ship. Uh, I thought, oh, where's this from? I know, it's from, of course, it's the one that Luke plays with in, in A New Hope. So, um, and then we see Uncle Owen come back to Obi Wan and kind of throws it back to him. And then where we see, um, you know, of course they have that confrontation. But um, we know that Luke ends up having it. I'm not sure if it's that the exact same, you know, model or toy. But uh, obviously, we see Obi Wan is looking after, to, uh, you know, trying to oversee Luke and uh, Uncle Owen pushing him back. And they've obviously agreed. At some point, that he, the boy will be trained. At some point, even though Obi Wan's in hiding and you know doesn't does not use the Force in ten years or so, apparently, but obviously he's calling out to his master Obi Wan again. I did think we would see Obi Wan. Of course, we didn't at this point. And moving on, we we get introduced to the Inquisitors. Obviously, there is an issue with the Grand Inquisitor and, and his look. I'm glad they did change the color of his eyes. You know, clearly in the animated series Star Wars Rebels, he is he has yellow eyes, um, which isn't in the it wasn't in the trailers of Obi-Wan, but now it is in this. I'm not sure if that was because of the fan reaction or what, but he, the, the yellow eyes are there. Um, obviously, he's originally from Utapau, which is obviously in, you know, Revenge of the Sith. And we, and we see the, the, the indigenous beings from there, and they do not look like this. So, uh, again, it is off-putting. I do really like the Grand Inquisitor from Star Wars Rebels, so uh, I do... Uh, I have a distaste every time I see him, to be honest, of, of the look. And, you know, we introduce this uh, Reva, or Reva, who is put in front of centre, front and centre in the marketing. Uh, we know that, you know, she's uh, going to have a major involvement in the story. And we also see uh, there, there is a lot of rumours and potential leaks out there that she is going to have some involvement in the overall story of Obi-Wan and Anakin Skywalker. I mean, these are the two foundations of what we love about Star Wars. So for me, she shouldn't have any involvement. Yes, she can be a side villain, but really, they're the two I'm here for. I'm not particularly interested in her. And immediately, how absolutely 10-volume kind of thing, aggressive she is, very one-dimensional. All the Quizzes are, really, particularly her kind of shouting and chopping people's hands off and Obi-Wan this, I need to kill this, and, you know, kind of not listening to her fellow Inquisitors. I mean... Uh, and, Throughout the episode, a little annoying, to be honest, a little annoying and, and a little distracting, actually. And then we see, you know, we cut away from Tatooine, where we see, uh, you know, a nice surprise, which was Princess Leia and Bail Organa. You know, we know, of course, Bail was cast in, in this quite early. And um, you know, there were rumours of uh, a young Princess Leia being turning up, and it, should, it looks to be true, where we see, you know, her and her mother and... We see Alderaan, um, you know, that's the most Alderaan we've seen uh, in live action, and it looks fantastic. It looks like an awesome place, and, you know, she has a palace, and 
and the actual casting of a young Princess Leia, fantastic, fantastic. I mean, this might be the best thing to come out of this series. I mean, first of all, adorable, super cute, she's 10 years old, uh, smart, witty, great acting, the dialogue's fantastic, how she is, her being, even her look is so similar to, you know, a, a young Leia, of course. Um, and yeah, they've got it really right. They got it really, really right. I was happy, you know. She's she's really charming and uh, you know super intelligent little girl. And um, yeah, you can see what she's going to turn out to be. And uh, I like Bail Organa and her relationship. She gets kidnapped, and we see the kidnappers, in effect, bounty hunters who are working on behalf of River uh, in order to draw out Obi Wan because they know Bail had a, obviously a, a very strong relationship with Obi Wan, uh, so they know that they would be called. Or he would be called to rescue them. Uh, and then, yeah, they get kidnapped and uh, they, they call, ask Obi-Wan for help, which is obviously very reminiscent of the previous movies. And uh, he declines it. You know, he explains that he's not the man he once was. He doesn't use the force anymore. He's in hiding. Go get someone else. And then a couple of scenes later, he arrives on Tatooine at his uh, living quarters and asks him personally to aid them. Your responsibility is to Luke and to Leia. Um, to leave Tatooine is a little strange because his job was for that boy, not for Leia. Technically, it's not. Um, can he go? Yeah, but it is still strange to see, I'll be honest. Um, and yeah, and as he decides to head off, the um, I think that's the ending. Is there anything else? Uh, the uh, yeah, they we just established that you know. The, Everyone will, will be hunted for, um, and especially that, you know, Uncle Owen was threatened by Reva. He just kind of leaves them, and I suppose maybe they need time, I don't know. But overall, a decent start. You know, I wasn't jumping for joy at the end of the first episode. It was obviously, some parts are fantastic, but not as gripping or as entertaining. I, I feel like there was too much time given almost to the Inquisitors. I mean, I, I feel them uh, very one-dimensional, just, just goons, really. In the series, and uh, they're a lot for me. They're a lot more well developed in the animated series. So, um, just seeing how an angry and aggressive that River is is just is for me. It's you know it's a setup for a clear turn, yeah, a redemption arc or something. So, which they do obviously a lot in Star Wars, but uh, obviously they kind of earn that with characters and, and story. And you know they're already trying it already. And for me, it's kind of obvious, I mean, we'll see where she goes from there, but overall, yeah, I, I did like the episode, I, I wasn't jumping for joy or anything like that, and like I said, there's no real rush to rewatch. but it, it wasn't awful, maybe a 7, 7 out of 10, to be honest, and then moving on to the second episode, immediate thoughts, I mean, I can understand why people like the first episode a lot more, uh, if they, you know, I haven't seen many reviews yet, but if there is reviews, I definitely can see that. But with this second episode, I kind of found it more fun, to be honest with you. You know, it was really similar and liking to a Star Wars Rebels episode. Um, a good Star Wars episode. Not a particular one in general, just something fun that goes, you know, where I feel like, you know, uh, Kanan, obviously voiced by Freddie Prince Jr. And, um, and Ezra were just on like a side mission in, in a, on a planet, on a city and... Um, or maybe Ezra and Sabine, and they were just having adventures and trying to get off planet, and that's kind of what it felt like. And if you're not well endowed with the Clone Wars series and Star Wars Rebels, you may not see that as a regular pattern. And 
I, I thought it was. You know, I got it. And, you know, seeing Obi-Wan, uh, I think it's called uh, Daim, Daim, Daimyo or something. There, there's a planet that they land on where uh, Leia is being held. And we see, yeah, he, obviously as well, just to end the first episode, you know, he pick, gets his lightsaber out of the desert and, you know, he, he travels off and you see the, the overall look, you know, he's still got it. Um, but he's obviously, he's, he's a lot older now. And we see, you know, him getting to the place where, and he's obviously, of course, followed by the Inquisitors and, um, as he's drawn out by them. And, and as he's there, he, he's kind of just going through the city and familiarising himself and trying to stay kind of in the shadows and, you know, ask this kind of street kids, you know, I'm looking for a girl. And then someone explains, oh, as a Jedi, he helps people on this planet, you know, for credits almost. And we see, um, you know, it's Camille Nanjiani. Uh, fantastic, uh, you know, uh, strange casting. You know, I am a big, uh, I'm a, a bit of a fan of Camille, Camille's work. So, just as a comedian, comedic actor, didn't really like him in Eternals, to be honest. Um, but in this, you know, it's just play, nice to see him. And and that, I've always kind of thought that, you know, of from the Purge and Order sixty six. Is there any kind of um, that kind of fake Jedi, like fortune tellers kind of thing, like? on mimicking Jedi to, to extract things or use people. I kind of did think that. And Obi-Wan kind of snuck into his facility and he has magnets to pretend to use the Force. And, you know, he's extracting credits from people and asking for credits uh, uh, as, you know, it's hustling, basically, street hustling. I did um, kind of like that. And uh, his humour didn't 100% land, but it, it was just nice to see, you know, me, me being a fan of that character. I'm glad he was an actual Jedi. I don't think he would suit that uh, character, but... It was funny at times, and um, and we see Rava kind of, uh, you know, communicating with the people that have uh, Leia uh, kind of kept, and everyone breaks into their facility and kind of in a roundabout, and there's obviously spice being sold. He kind of takes a, takes some and kind of it ex- kind of there's like a almost like a, a gas bomb or something, and it explodes, and um, they kind of get knocked out by it, and he manages to escape with Leia, and then he has to kind of. Um, you know, they do have a funny back and forth, you know, uh, nice quips, nice humour. And he has to earn her trust that he is, she's a Jedi, because obviously, they, you know, they're all extinct and they're mystical beings. And of course, of all the Jedi, he is a Jedi Master. And, you know, one of the most famous ones in all the galaxy, uh, you know, full on Jedi Master, past the Jedi Knight stage. So, yeah, and then we see uh, there's, uh, they're on the hunt and there's obviously tension between the Grand, Grand Inquisitor and the other Inquisitors and Reva. She's so bloodthirsty for Obi-Wan in particular as she wants what's owed to her. Obviously, we don't know, not being looted, almost no backstory given on any of the Inquisitors. And uh, what there is in the animated series, partly anyway, with um, the Grand Inquisitor. And I should say that Star Wars Rebels, the first season, which includes the Grand Inquisitor, um, I believe it ends about five years or four years, possibly, before A New Hope. This is nine years the Obi-Wan series is nine years poor and you hope so there's a five-year gap there and yeah there isn't kind of a loads to tell in the second episode they're just kind of ducking and diving and, and bonding with each other but I was thinking that you know the whole time that um as Leia and him are talking and uh, you know young Leia and uh, you know she's sweet super talented and seeing Obi-Wan uh, kind of go through all that you know she did ask in and you hope she does ask him for help Help me, everyone. You're my only hope. You know, you fought with my, uh, whatever the line is, you fought with my father in the Clone Wars. And 
it's as if she doesn't know him or she's never met him before. But they've gone on a whole mission here where, you know, she calls him Ben and, you know, he's used the force to, to save her, which I'll come to in a second. And, you know, they have a whole bonding thing, which she didn't mention or, or have any indication of that in in A New Hope. So that was kind of on my mind that in their first initial minutes of meeting. Um yeah, and I did. I was getting flashbacks of Bale asking everyone for help, like Leia asking uh, everyone for help in the original, and as, and as well uh, in A New Hope. I don't recall them meeting everyone and Leia, so she didn't see him. So in case that was, she'd get any reminders or flashbacks because I don't know if they keep it Ben and everyone named separate with with her. So she doesn't think maybe she doesn't realize the same person. I don't know, but. No, no, that can't be true. But anyway, um, yeah, and they kind of escape and, you know, she sees him on the holograms around the city and uh, she believes that he's on the, you know, people on the hunt for her. She doesn't trust him. And then he has to earn her trust by any kind of saves her from falling off a building with the, with the force. And yeah, they have some funny back and forth lines, you know, she with that. And then, um, you know, throughout the city, you know, I did think, I, I did spot a few like green screen type layers and, uh, as in pictures, imagery, and some of the animatronics and puppets weren't the best I've ever seen in the Star Wars universe. Some of the CG wasn't the best, I'll be honest. Um, and then we see, obviously, Reva almost as if it was she was in the Batman and, you know, jumping and somersaulting around buildings and using the Force. And you know, I was like, yeah, okay, cool. And uh, hunting everyone down and... And then we see Kamehameha Nanjiani's character come again. Uh, I think his, his name Roger or something like that. Uh, that I preferred their second exchange a lot more than the first. You know, he was generally funny um, in that. Yeah, have I done wrong things? Yeah. Do I like credits? Yeah. So, um, and they're advising everyone, you know, I've done wrong things. I still want to help. You know, I helped that other family and I'm helping you. So, go up to this building. It's all submitted. Here's the key. You know, I'll try and delay anyone as much as I can. Okay, great. So, uh, they, they head up and... Um, Camille runs into uh, Reva. Um, she uses kind of a mind trick on him, and he picks out. Uh, she can't, he, he's obviously accidentally given up where everyone's gone. She's on the hunt for him. Uh, this is probably the next minute or two is probably the worst part. Uh, it was rough and really frustrating. Where the she corners everyone just before getting onto the ship, and she is the one that tells him, Anakin Skywalker is alive Darth Vader is alive he doesn't know that he Obi-Wan knows that from Reva why how does she know that he is Anakin Skywalker um who yeah like I, my back was a little bit then and then we see the Grand Inquisitor interrupt her as she's kind of as Obi-Wan's about to you know also pull out his lights. She's got a lightsaber at this point, uh, ignited, and he was about to pull out his. And then he interrupts her and says, you know, you're being, this is against our kind of, uh, you know, process, against our code and our order structure of how we do things. I will take responsibility here. A bit like Snoke in uh, The Last Jedi, I felt, with um, Ben Solo and Kylo Ren. And uh, she ta- does a kind of cheap shot and kind of stabs him in the stomach with the lightsaber. And you don't. It, it was dumb. It was, it was flat out dumb. Um, obviously, we know he lives because he's alive 
you know, I won't spoil what happens to him in Rebels, but it, he is alive four years after the um, after the events of, of this. I believe it's four years. Yeah, so this happens nine years before, and you hope that first season is about five years before. And you, yeah, yeah, it's about four years after. Um, but, yeah, he looks like he's dead. I mean, do you, are you going to survive that, really? I'm not sure. The way he... She just goes through him, through his stomach. And then, uh, yeah, Obi-Wan manages to escape and then she chases the ship. Like, we'll get, I'll get you, Obi-Wan. Like, who are you? To, like, why are you so after Obi-Wan so bad? Like, what's he ever done? So uh, I'm not sure. If she seems like she could be one of the girls from the... Because obviously, you know, as they explain, that Inquisitors are fallen Jedi. It could be, she could be one of the kids that escaped at the beginning of episode one from the Jedi Temple, which is why she's so bitter to Obi-Wan, he didn't stay in help or something like that, I don't know, he wasn't there to rescue her, um, but clearly he was on all the missions, and, uh, or something like that anyway, and then, uh, yeah, I, I was really annoyed, and, because, um, you know, for a second I'm thinking, are they ch- going to change canon, are they going to kill the Grand Inquisitor, like what happens to her, and is this a part of her arc that she's going to change, and Obi-Wan's going to change her mind, something like that, you know, she just, she's a little irritating, and she's, you know, a volume's 10, super angry and aggressive all the time, and, you know, she's a little, she's, she's a crap character, to be honest, a little exhausting, and then we got a fantastic end reveal, instantly sort of in, sat up in my seat, my, my chest was going, was beating really fast, to be honest, at the, uh, the sign of uh, Anakin and Vader, and, and his look, and his, how he's like, so scarred, and he looks like he's in pain still. Obviously, we see him in the back to tank. Uh, you know, we hear the breathing. He looks, like, physically great. You know, I thought, you know, he looks ripped, shredded, as, as he was in, Return, in Revenge of the Sith. Um, you know, looked really bulky. And uh, I thought he, we were going to see him come out the back to tank, but it does cut end in a great way. And, uh, you know, I was on the edge of my seat for that reveal. So, yeah, great reveal. Finally see Anakin Skywalker return into the role as Darth Vader. So, uh, yeah, that's my episode review. I mean, for this one, I fi- I, I honestly liked it up until the, the two minutes before the Vader reveal. So, um, that does drag it down. I'd, I'd give it maybe a six because of that Reva stuff. But, I, I uh, you know, I enjoyed the episode. It was fun. Um, it wasn't too in-depth and emotional. Um, I had a fun time with it. You know, I had a lot of fun with some of the Star Wars Rebels episodes. And that was uh, cohesive with that or, or connected. I felt it was in that vein or in that tempo and uh if you're not if you haven't seen them series or 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 them episodes then you might not get that but i got it Uh, i'm used to that and i liked it up until like the the pointless rubber stuff is no that just wasn't for me um but yeah overall okay start you know i was expecting more my anticipation was slightly lowered i'll be honest after watching the book of both you know, such an iconic character in Star Wars, and that's what they've done with it. Apart from the obviously two Mandalorian episodes, which are pretty much nine or ten out of ten episodes, fantastic, obviously with Luke. But the other episodes were hit and miss moments, and just really under undermined the character and lore of Boba Fett. I feel so coming into this one, I was kind of half expecting them to do that. Optimistic, yes, but still kind of predicting a, a weird series and. There's weird moments in this, yeah, but there's some great moments in this and some potentially fantastic moments. And, you know, obviously we've got a glimpse of uh, the great Hayden Christian, as Anakin Skywalker said. Overall, okay.
we're needing a lot more. Um, I want Obi, you know, everyone's almost snapping out of this uh, PTSD now. I'd like to see, you know, um, this one last big mission from Obi Wan because uh, he's got a lot of, uh, you know, competitors, to, contenders to take on. So we'll see what he's got, and hopefully, see Kamel Nanjiani again because. Uh, you know, I do, I do like the guy. But anyway, that's my episode review. Quick uh, plug. We have opened a, a new YouTube channel. It is called Off The Wall. I'll put the link in the description if I can on Anchor. Uh, or however you listen to this podcast. And uh, yeah, if you want to see me on video, if you want to see the reviews and reactions, uh, we'll be doing, like I said, a, a video or kind of review on after show. Check us on. It's called Off The Wall. Like, comment, subscribe. And we'll see you on the next episode review. What do you guys think? Let me know and uh, yeah, thanks everyone for watching. I'll see you on the next review.